The sound of the whirring whatchamacallit in the background means it could only be another episode of the Stoutcast podcast. Hi again, everybody. I'm Bob Moffitt, your lonely beer-guzzling host. Oh, no, wait, I have friends. Mike Ungerbuehler and Evan Rosatelli, the head brewers at Tower Brewing Company, formerly Sacktown something or other. It's so long ago, it's dissipated into the into the ethereal clouds of wonderment in the foothills, and I haven't even had one yet. All right, so we've got five beautiful samples of something or other here in front of us. We have a golden and we have an imperial, which you two gentlemen have created, and we have a Deschutes Obsidian and Atlantic Cadillac and a Odell Lugine Chocolate Milk Stout. So we're gonna start with the least alcohol content in the Deschutes. Um, we've had their varieties before your general opinion of the operation yeah i've had to shoot spears before I've, I've liked them in fact their uh, black butte porter is probably one of my favorite porters still uh, i don't think i've had obsidian for a long time so i can't say i'm gonna have any recollection of how this beer tastes according to the website because there isn't a lot of information on the bottle uh, notes of espresso and dark chocolate with a roasty finish uh, pale crystal carapels, carapels, carapels. That's what my, that was my first guess. Uh, Munich black barley, roasted barley, wheat, nugget, Bravo, Delta, Northern Brewer. It sounds like an operation in, in the war operation or something. Does Northern Brewer. Brewer. Nugget Bravo Delta. <laughs> uh, alcohol by content, uh, 6.4 IBUs, 55, and of course, born in Oregon. So now we sample. And, and if you hear a beeping, it's, a, it's an alarm system. In case you were thinking about breaking in to uh, Tower Brewing, don't do it because there's an alarm system right above our heads and it beeps occasionally and lets us know that it's there. So just in case, it's, you know, it's a public service announcement. So, Mike, your thoughts? You've smelled? You've tasted? You've... Yes. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a pretty high-end roast quality, a little higher than I would like personally in a stout I made. And I actually kind of thought that just by the initial like looking at it because the foam is a little bit darker than say like a guinness which is has a little less roast character evan um i actually really enjoy the roasty and espresso characteristics on it just for me personally mm. um not too big of a body so it goes down easy not too high in alcohol content so you can have a few uh yeah i really enjoy it mike i'm like you i'm getting a lot of the uh kind of the overcooked kind of nature to it and I'm not I get a little espresso maybe but but I don't know, I'm gonna take another sample yeah any other thoughts the roastiness is bordering on astringency in my opinion uh, I can see where Evans coming from in liking the coffee like character uh, but I like my coffee character to taste more like coffee uh, and I I think you'll find when we get to our golden stout later it tastes like coffee Evan's good. Now we judge. I like it. I could drink a whole one. I'm not sure if I'd get two. The rating system, uh, as you well know, is excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, wouldn't feed it to the cat. <laughs> it's well above cat. Uh, I would have to give it a, I'd have to give it a good, I guess, I guess, and then you have to ask, what are they, what are they hoping to give you? And if it's roast and espresso, the dark chocolate, 
yeah, I, you know, I, I got it. I give extra, I give extra credit though if they deliver on what they promise, and I think they do deliver on their promise. I don't get any chocolate. Did you get any chocolate? I mean, I, I could see like a, a bittersweet or a baker's chocolate, and, uh, and maybe that's where I'm picking up some of that, that uh, kind of burnt coffee or burnt roastiness. Yeah, I would agree. It's not sweet chocolate by any means, um, but it is definitely there and just kind of balances out with the those heavy roast characteristics maybe even adds to some of that perceived astringency on it yeah as i as you know looking and, and again just kind of considering what were they going for and what did they deliver the aftertaste is pretty good considering how kind of bitter it is i think the aftertaste is pretty clean um yeah i'd i'd have to go somewhere between good and very good i think just because good it might not be necessarily my cup of tea but based on what they're what they promise i think they i think they deliver so again excellent very good good fair poor cat i would go along the lines with very good because they sort of hit the marks that they claim to hit and i think they did it properly it's a drinkable beer but again might not be everyone's cup of tea as far as some of that strong roasty characteristics coming through but i would say they hit the mark on what they were doing or a cup of coffee is the case may be <laughs> mike i like the beer i'm not gonna pour out the sample i have in front of me now on to the atlantic cadillac mountain stout which i believe came in a variety 12 pack which has had less than rave reviews because in part apparently the variety 12 pack uh, is available for many many months after the uh, beer is supposed to have been consumed just thought i'd warn you there's some for you and some for you some for the table <laughs> Yeah, there's a uh, there's a Jamaican stout uh, that uh, had gone from it was supposed to be some sort of uh, fruity something or other, and it had turned into basically rancid pecan wine. It was the rancid part of that uh, is what sounds unappealing, but pecan wine, I don't know, that sounds pretty interesting. I had some actually. The only reason I know what pecan wine tastes like is because we, my wife and I, went on a cruise. And we ended up on a bus going up some river or another, and then they, the locals were going to drag us down on our inner tubes and supply us to give them more tips than they gave us pecan wine. Uh, and then came up later and like, hey, you know, you don't have to share with everybody, but I did a lot of the work and you should probably pay me. <laughs> After this is over, I'll be coming up to you individually and making sort of the same pitch. So, all right, we have um, Atlantic Cadillac Mountain Stout. There is really virtually no information on the bottle whatsoever, including the alcohol content, which I think might be a problem. Call me crazy. So it's a dry Irish, that much we know. By going to the interweb, we learn that it has an alcohol content of 6.7. Um, the ratings are... Huh? It's Atlantic Brewing Company. It's a dry Irish stout. Since they don't promise anything on the bottle, what are you expecting, Mike, from a dry Irish stout? I think a dry Irish stout should be like the world-class example, Guinness. Uh, it should be a little thinner body than this, a little lower in alcohol. And uh, I think there may be a really small amount of packaging problems with this beer, or it could just be age. 
uh, I am picking up some oxidation in the form of kind of wet cardboard. Yeah, I, I don't know what you do. Do you do you hold it against a brewery that goes? Do you hold it against a brewery that says, "Okay, here, take my beer and then put it in part of this thing and then don't sell it for a year and a half"? No, I, I don't think I would hold that against that brewery per se. Uh, I think that's a problem that all of us brewers face uh, when you package and get into stores. Okay. So you've had a taste. You've had a taste. I've had a taste. Um, I'm, I'm not really disliking it. I, it's a, it's got a little, it's a little fruity, I guess. Um, a little high in the alcohol content, I guess, but not that you really noticed. Besides, if you hadn't looked, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Evan. A little more body than I was expecting. It goes down smooth, and then I seem to get quite a bit of astringency kind of on the front of the palate. And I feel like it's sort of missing a little bit on the nose. You don't really have that big, full stout aroma you're going for. And I'm getting something kind of uh, floral in a way in this beer, which I don't think, I don't know if that's necessarily appropriate for a dry Irish stout, but I wouldn't say it was off putting, but I don't. I'm not appreciating it. Yeah, I, uh, it's a little it, fruity. I just kind of get a little fruitiness, and I'm not sure I'm supposed to be getting any. I kind of like it, actually. I don't know. Um, I went first last time. Excellent. Very good. Good. Fair. Poor. Cat. I'll give it a fair rating. Um, not everything I would be looking for in a dry Irish, but also not a horrible representation of the style. I would feed it to a cat, so I wouldn't say that it was uh, quite that bad, uh, or bad at all. I think uh, fair is a fair assessment. I think fair is good. I think fair is not, well, if it was good, then it would be good, but it's fair, so it's fair. Anyway, let's talk about hair, speaking of words that rhyme. <laughs> we got a couple of world-class man buns going on here or something. What do, what's the deal? Mike, yours has obviously been in existence for quite a bit longer. Um, what part of the 1970s did you start growing it? <laughs> uh, so I've been growing my my hair for going on 16 years, and I have dreadlocks that come down to my butt. Then they're currently up in a bun because it keeps it out of the way in the brew house. We appreciate that. And Evan, just just letting just letting it yeah go. I just let it ride. Um, I have donated it a few times, um, but now I'm keeping it to myself. So sorry, everyone, but. It's going to be stuck on my head from these days <laughs> moving forward. Hey, donating's fine. There are people who need wigs and stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, do you ever think about donating any of it? I've never thought about donating any of my hair. I've had a hard time even thinking about cutting it with how long it's been. You want to know how long it's been since I cut my hair? Yes, we'd like to know. Three days. <laughs> I was going to guess four. <laughs> All right, we've got three fares and some hair. And we're going to rinse. I'm looking forward to this one because oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't describe the artwork of the other two. So let me do that real quick because beer art is a thing. I love like a really cool label I think is awesome. Deschutes is, uh, looks like to be some sort of uh, perhaps a graphic or uh, maybe a pastel or oil painting of uh, some mountains, tan, gray. It's very dark. Uh, some rocks and maybe a river or something. It looks sort of end of days feel to it. What is it about stouts where everybody seems to have to go end of days, dark, death, despair? It's a, it's a good beer. I think uh, it's just the darkness of it 
tends to lead people down that path. And then you? Oh, I just tend to be in that mood when I drink them. So. For the Atlantic, the, uh, the logo says save the ales at the top, and then there's a big gray bunch of mess underneath the... Any idea what that is? Were they going for save the whales? I don't. Is it a whale? I, yeah, I don't see a whale though, so it doesn't. That doesn't play. Save the ales, just a play on save the whales, I guess. And to well, me, it looks like the there's a field in black and white with a little mountain range in the back, not too dissimilar to the obsidian. Uh, but the obsidian's artwork is a little better, in my opinion. I, I think the Atlantic, yeah, that could be the worst label I've ever seen. Actually, it's <laughs> awful. At least Deschutes made a made an effort. Now for Lugine, I, I I like. I mean, a it's got color in it, uh, and it's got a lot of information on it. So right off the bat, I I dig it. It's got like a black, uh, what is that, plastic label type thing up on the top. Yeah, it's uh, like it's a got, foil wrap up yeah, there. It's got a, a black foil wrap at the top, and then there's a. A truck, blue truck with some goodies, and uh, there's a leaf, and then there's we got information, and it's a yeah, it's a I don't know it's what it's sort of a slate blue with an oval center and lugine in the middle, and then a truck and chocolate milk stout aged in whiskey barrels. I'm kind of actually excited to try this one because it sounds delicious. And I'll read the label because who doesn't want to sit around and watch a guy who can't read or see read? <laughs> Farmers are patient and understand it takes time for some things to mature. We followed their lead with our whiskey barrel aged Lugine, named after our favorite farmer who has been hauling our spent grain to his dairy cows for years. We took a batch of our Lugine chocolate milk stout, moved it into some Woody Creek rye whiskey barrels for six months. The result is a beer that is dynamic and complex with aromas of roasted malt, dark chocolate and toffee, and a smooth but full-bodied mouthfeel with subtle flavors of rice, spice, and vanilla. They lose points for mouthfeel. It's like beer snobbery. It's like, it's like, um, mouthfeel. <laughs> anyway, it's a personal thing. Anyway, all right. I haven't heard mouthfeel come out of either one of you guys yet either. So that's like, I mean, that's already, that's already like, you know, that's, that's a plus. It's a plus in the Stoutcast book. What do you think is on the obsidian bottle? If I'm not mistaken, it's some mountain in Bend, Oregon, may or may not be Mount Bachelor, because I know there's a lava rock hike you can do within that area. And the shoots originating from Bend, Oregon, I think they might have been going for that. Mouthfeel. <laughs> Your Bend, Oregon knowledge is strong, Grasshopper. <laughs> All right. So we have... Not a lot of bubbles, at least in mind. Is that just because I poured it like an idiot? Or how are you? It, it may be an operator error. Uh, I have a fair amount <laughs> of uh, bubbles in my glass. You got bubbles? All right. Yeah, we, we, have, we have head retention over here, so I don't know what Bob's doing. Fantastic. Ooh, that's got a good smell. Mm. What are we smelling? Oh, well, they weren't kidding when they said complex. There was a lot going on. You definitely get some wood character. Slight roast. I almost even get some kind of dried dark dark fruit going on, but that's probably coming out of that uh, some of that rye whiskey coming through. Mm, yeah, I, I think I get some of that the spiciness of the rye as well, uh, in addition to 
you know, some, I mean, the oak character, right? So, like, vanilla and, uh, and wood. I don't know how else to describe, uh, oak other than, like, it, it's woody in, in a way that, like, a good cigar can be kind of woody or, you know, a good, good red wine or something is woody. This may go well with a cigar, yes, sir? Oh, sorry to disappoint, Bob, but, yeah, the mouthfeel on this is incredible, very smooth, um, and it just matches the aroma as far as taste-wise. This is a damn good beer. I would uh, agree that uh, this is going to be up there in the scale far, far, far away from a cat. I, I agree. It's, it's really smooth. It's even maybe a little smoother than you, you'd expect. It's got a, just, a, just a hint of, of, that, of that whiskey, just the alcohol. It's 10.5%. Um, the tastes are, the tastes are there. It's well blended. I like it. All right. Your turn. Excellent. Very good. Good. Fair. Poor cat. I want to say that it's uh, right between excellent and very good. I'm going to take one more. There's a point when we start looking for things that are wrong with it in order to not give it an excellent. And I don't know if that's fair or not, but we give... We give a painfully few excellent grades, um, even amongst, like, we'll normally have, you know, three to five contestants here on the, uh, the Stoutcast game show. And, um, and really, it's, it's kind of shocking how, how few excellent ratings there are. I think there's something about the aftertaste that's kind of, it's kind of weird. Mm. Are, you, are you getting any, I, I, I think it's, it's kind of lingering and it's, eh, I'm not sure what, the taste that right off the get-go is great, but then it just kind of hangs around too long. So, I don't know. You, your, your thoughts on it? Could just be some residual sugars in there. I mean, they're balancing out a pretty big beer with some whiskey character in the barrel. So, I would say for the style of a big barrel-aged style, they hit the mark. And I'm going to go with, like Mike said, between very good and excellent. It's a, Hasn't crossed that excellent bar yet, but it is very good stout. And Evan, do you do you think that uh, that that residual sweetness would uh, aid in the mouthfeel for this beer? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> That's called trolling for you kids at home. <laughs> uh, I I like it. I uh, I would have another. I think I'm I think I'm looking at very good, just because of the you know, the part of the part of the grade is. How much do you enjoy drinking it? And if there's like a, what is that? And then I mean, the what is that? And then the face, um, that kind of, kind of drops it down to very good. Yeah, I like it. It's a good solid beer. So, hats off to Odell Brewing. Next up is the reason we came here. Actually, there are two reasons we came here. One is the Golden Stout, and this little bit of beer mastery is created. How? How do we not get the dark part over here? The that that's not in here. I paint pictures with words. <laughs> <laughs> well, so for this golden stout, um, some may argue the name of that style that isn't an official style yet. Why? I just don't think it's because if BJCP hasn't recognized it yet, I'm pretty sure that's why people give it such a hard time. But either way, this 
smooth bodied, put a lot of oats in there. And what we did was just leave out all of our roasted malts, black malts for coloring. And so you don't get any of that roasty characteristic, still get smooth body, great mouthfeel. Stop it. <laughs> and then that allowed for us in secondary, we used cacao nibs and whole coffee beans. So that really lets that shine without fighting with any of the roasty characteristics you'd typically get from a stout. And if I can give just a little plug to uh, Crew Chocolate, where we got our cacao nibs, and uh, Simply Roots, which is a local coffee roaster, uh, where we got our coffee beans. And where are those two located? Uh, Crew is in Roseville, I believe. Yeah. And uh, Simply Roots, uh, he's out of like his living room. Uh, he's a buddy of ours named Ryan, uh, really great guy. Worked here for a brief period, but has now moved on and he's living in San Francisco. Correction, it's his parents' garage. <laughs> All right. Um, so what should, I explain how it's made. So I should not be expecting the typical, the typical malted goodness that is a stout. This is our first foray into Golden Stouts. So I'm a babe in the woods. How is this a stout? You sort of made reference to the judging category. So you sort of made reference to it. Can you answer the question? I, I see that what Evan's saying uh, with it not being technically a category, uh, but it's a, it's a way to describe a beer uh, because it would be really weird to call this a imperial golden ale with cacao nibs and coffee. But if you're getting the stout-like flavor and aroma from chocolate and coffee uh, instead of from malt, uh, I think that's a, I think calling it a golden stout is a good name for it. What is the IPA characteristic? What is the hop characteristic in this? Little to none. Really just did it to showcase the cacao nibs and coffee beans. So that was just the whole point of brewing a beer that would allow that all to shine through. I'm confused. I don't know what to do with this. I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, really, I mean, it's like, it's, oh, it's a beautiful color. Um, but I'm also, I, I don't know if like, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, IPA, 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 because <laughs> that's the color of it. But then I taste it, and then I'm like, I'm kind of getting a, a little a little bitterness at the top, and I'm, I'm, then I'm, I'm like, no, it's not an IPA. It's not. It's something else. And then, wow, this is like, this is a mind blow. Yeah. I think... Uh... I think that's a really cool thing about golden stouts or white stouts or imperial blondales with cacao nibs and coffee or whatever the heck you want to call them. Uh, it's really neat to have something in the glass that kind of messes with your head because you, when you look at it like you're saying, uh, you expect it to be probably bright and a little bitter and maybe floral or fruity in character, but instead the bitterness is that of chocolate and coffee. Okay. What are you promising? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wait to I'm gonna wait to give my grade. What are you promising? That you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, what what are you promising? The 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 person that's listening to this right now is, what are you promising? Um, if you like coffee, you will really like it. 
Um, also, if you what like, is this thing you that like Mike just put in front of you? What is this? You just got dri- driven over by the bus, by the way. What are we? <laughs> what is this? He's passing notes. He is passing notes. Um, passing Mr. Moffat's third grade beer class. So, <laughs> as we just got in trouble, Mike just passed me our menu. Okay. For customers. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I well, like, that's important. I mean, that the menu for customers is that's what we're that's what we're looking at. We're looking at customers. So, what are we? For customers coming in, what are they what are they supposed to think? Because right now I don't know what to do with this. So how do we how do we put this out there so people are like, okay, this is what I'm expecting, this is what I'm getting. Just full body on it. I mean this thing's ten percent and it's hidden in there pretty well, I would say. And also if you're a coffee drinker, just hands down, this will do it for you. There's enough coffee in there to go around. How much coffee? Um, two pounds per barrel. Which, for the listeners that don't know, a barrel is 31 gallons. So, this was a 10 barrel batch, 310 gallons, two pounds of coffee per barrel. Okay, math. Math. All right. I... I love that, I mean, I know how, I know what the alcohol content is, and I'm not even not even sniffing that i'm not even coming close to that i would never guess it was that um besides the fact that i'm sweating (laughs) um the the coffee definitely comes through what's what am i i know you can't crawl around on my tongue and god bless you for not having to do that um but what what is what am i what is what is hitting me first Something's hitting me first, and then coffee's hitting me. What's hitting me first? I think that's probably the cacao nibs. Uh, Cacao nibs are a little more bitter than just chocolate, right? That's what you make chocolate from. So if if you're kind of sensitive to bitterness, uh, it is a... So sensitive. It it, it is a dark chocolate, which is going to be a little more bitter. Uh, And then the cacao nibs themselves don't have a terrible amount of sweetness to them. So I think that might be what's hitting your palate first. Okay, since I'm the only one that's rating this thing and we don't want the podcast to go like 73 minutes. Given that, I, I've got to give this a I've got to give this a very good. I'm not having anything to compare it to. I just don't know. It's a it's crazy. It's a crazy it's a crazy experience. And for I'm, I'm going to go very good to excellent because it delivers on everything you said I'm going to experience. Um, it's a funky taste. I'm not crazy about coffee. So that's kind of a thing for me. So, but for what, for what you're promising, I, yeah, I, I've, I've got to say at least very good. I'll think about it later. I may judge, I may change it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but hats off, man. This is awesome. It's, you know, it's awesome just for the experience. So, all right. Very good. Excellent. So I'm done. All right. God, that was like 17 minutes of the whole podcast right there. All right, now what do we? <laughs> All right, that was cool. You know what? I mean, I just that's like uh, so. There's a uh, the the episode we just released, which is this is going to be the episode we just released, which is going to be actually four episodes ago. So like an episode like four episodes ago, we went to Arizona, and there's a stout there called uh, Morning Sex, and it's a <laughs> coffee stout. 
and it is like beyond coffee. It is, it's like drinking a cup of coffee with alcohol in it. It's nuts. And so I don't really like coffee, so I don't really know what to do with it. But I'm like, all right, you promised it, you delivered it, and so there you go. I mean, drinking a cup of coffee with alcohol in it sounds like my morning. Okay, next. <laughs> all right, what do we have here? The, the coup de gras, as it were. So Which, as you, as you know, if you speak French, means the last coup. Ah, I see. Anyway, what do we got? So this is Sir Brixalot, um, Imperial Stout. I would say more along the lines of a pastry stout. There is a huge, big body on it. A lot of residual sugars in there. This thing, yeah. Stop it! <laughs> Coming in at 11.3%. In secondary, we also use cinnamon, cacao nibs, and vanilla. There's a lot going on in this stout. All right, while he was listing the ingredients, I took a little sip, and this is this is sweet and yummy and dessert stout. Is that the is that the style we're thinking? So there, uh, a popular term for the, these big, thick and sticky stouts is a pastry stout. They've uh, be, they've gained a lot of popularity in our region, at least in the last uh, last two years, I'd say. Hmm. Wow, that's really good. That's really good. I mean, it's it's everything. And when you think of a pastry stout, if you combined all of those flavors with a stout, this is what this is what you come up with. It's got a little got a little bitterness in the aftertaste. Is there coffee in it or something that would cause it to linger? Um, cacao nibs can add some of that bitterness uh, that you're getting. That's why it's. When using this amount of cacao nibs, you need some residual sugars in there to balance out the bitterness you will pull off of it. Yeah, uh, but that vanilla just kind of shines through and rounds everything out without being a little too overwhelming. Yeah, and I've got to say, I'm not a big fan of, of vanilla. Uh, I love vanilla, like, you know, vanilla that you pour in baking, and that's, but like vanilla that, you know, is used in stouts, I, I, it's, it's rare when you run across one that doesn't have this weird, to me, it's a weird kind of taste. It mm. doesn't, I'm expecting one vanilla, I'm getting something else. And in this case, just the, the, the mix of flavors, this is really good. This is really, really good. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm teetering on excellent. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out a reason not to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't, and uh, we haven't had a lot of experience with pastry stouts. We just don't run across them a lot. As you, as you said, Mike, the it's just kind of a, a more recent thing over the last couple of years. But wow, that's really I. You know what? I'm 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 giving that an excellent. That is, and we did it. We will <laughs> see you guys next uh, week. I'm telling you what. I mean, this is. Um, you know, it always helps when you're you're at the brewer and you got the it's coming fresh off the barrel or off the tap or whatever. I mean, that helps a lot, but this combination of flavors is it's just yummy. And there's something to be said for yummy. So, you know, yummy yummy will win the day because that's a that's a big part of 
that's a big part of drinking. So, like, I mean, how often do you have a beer and you're like, oh gosh, that's yummy, you know? <laughs> I mean, you're like, you know, I mean, if you're the you, you're having the average American whatever, you're like, ah, yeah, if I have seven more, I'll be drunk. But this is this is really good. This is really good. Yes, sir. And at eleven point three percent. I would suggest you don't drink seven of them. In fact, you'd be fine with just a couple. I think you'd probably be fine with one. <laughs> All right, to review, we uh, we didn't. Uh, the Atlantic was eh. The Deschutes was yeah, okay. No, no. The Lusine was hey, and then the Golden was. That's that's a mystery of science right there, and uh, and definitely worth experiencing. And then we definitely we saved the best for last. That was that's some fantastic goodness. We want to thank you for joining us. This is another episode of the Stoutcast podcast. Mike Ungerbuehler, Evan Rosatelli, I'm Bob Moffat. We'll catch you next time on the Stoutcast. I say, bro, I'm